All right, let's let's get this show started already. <laughs> for the love of God, right. Jesus! I know. Okay, Mister, I need a break. <laughs> okay, uh, I would just Mister okay. Mr. Baby Bladder. <laughs> it is true, my bladder is hilariously small. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to actually. It's like a thimble. Scientifically, you brought up some awkward shit. Oh my god! All the kids, all the kids in in school when I was growing up used to make fun of the size of my bladder. How could they see? They're I, in the locker room. <laughs> my torso is. Uh, I lost my torso in a hilarious accident when I was younger. Now it's just replaced with an aquarium. Anyways, um, so okay, so this is whatever episode. God's eye. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs> We're doing this giveaway, the stupid giveaway still. I want to see somebody draw Laura Dern as a hobgoblin, okay? And he, the best one gets a $25 gift card to the Nerdy Chicken Shop of Curiosities. Okay, so this is because of a Kevin, dumb joke. this is your time joke. to shine. <laughs> what the hell did I miss? This is because of a dumb joke in the uh, Faerun 4 campaign. The episode mm-hmm. that just came out, uh, we were fighting a hobgoblin called Dern, and we were all like, Laura, Laura Dern? A- anyways, we couldn't let it go for basically the full 90 minutes. And uh, and as a result now, I want to see Laura Dern as a hobgoblin chieftain, or any hobgoblin, I don't care. Or if you want to go the extra mile, because Tom misspoke and called them Cobb Goblins. Uh, if you want to do a corn-based Laura Dern Goblin, I would really love that, too. No. Oh, my God. No. Oh, this is so good. But the problem is, is that the only person I know competent enough to handle such a ridiculous, amazing drawing is on this call and probably can't be qualified to get the, get the gift card. But, Kev, man, I want to see you draw this so bad. Yeah, I'll do it for fun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what I want to see? Like, I want to see this now, too. So I really, I really want Kev to draw it, regardless of gift card. Yeah, I'll, I'm I just going to do it. <laughs> no, I want, I want to see Laura Dern the Hobgoblin, Cobgoblin, where she's a, <laughs> Laura Dern's a Hobgoblin that grows corn and eats it really fast. She's, go, she's Goblin the Cob. She, yeah, yeah. She, exactly. She is, don't make the, it sexual in any capacity. It's no. very, no, no, very no. platonic. She'll be sitting <laughs> very at a platonic sh- corn relationship. Sitting at a table. You know what? She'll even be using a fork and knife. Ooh. To eat corn on the cob? Because you didn't want any any suggestion. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. So that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to. Yeah, I agree with that. Assessment. I imagine a goblin would probably eat like the cob as well. Just. Yeah. Not not yeah, concerned with like it? taking taking the kernels, but like the entire yeah, just slicing thing. it like a like a Christmas ham, just like right or like removes all the kernels and, and just then eats needs the it just eats the the hard core right okay all right so that's still happening um, hard core cob gobbling <laughs> I'm sorry Tim we're ruining and yeah. improving your announcements yeah. I heard ruining I I disagree yeah no 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 this is all good. Uh, and what else? Um, we do have a Patreon shout-out to do, so I'd like to oh. give a big shout-out to our newest Nemesis-level patron, Will Evans. Will! <laughs> William. I will find you, William. <laughs> you are my nemesis. That's so intense. But and really. I thank you for it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There it is. 
Uh, yeah, Will signed up. We now have a total of 15 suckers. I mean, 15 patrons. Um, <laughs> Lovely individuals. They are, they are all wonderful people. Um, okay, yeah, so thanks, Will, for signing up. Huge, uh, like, that's, that's so nice of you to, uh, to support us. And uh, if anybody wants to check out what our Patreon's like, uh, a couple episodes ago, we did like a super cut of how, how dumb it is. <laughs> it gets pretty ridiculous so um but honestly if if you're if you're keen just to listen along and you're happy with that that's awesome if you if you're uh also want oh and will also give us a very nice nice recommendation i think i think i already mentioned that you know what but it was very it was good enough that i'll mention it twice anyways yeah mm-hmm. um I always go on about like the sport thing, but like I feel like if I don't mention the reviews and recommendations, that uh, I'm I'm somehow being a bad podcast host. Okay, so everybody knows that like reviews and recommendations are a thing. I should stop. I, I shouldn't have to say it every time, and I'm sure people are sick of me talking about it. So I'm going to stop right now. But <laughs> if you want to leave us a review recommendation, that's awesome. If you're just keen to listen to, that's awesome too. Uh, let's let's get me to stop talking. Right now. <laughs> and now I'm going to take over. <laughs> Tim has left the book. Okay. Okay, so let's do a quick recap. Uh, so last episode, you continued your fight against Eldon White, who's uh, essentially Bryce's uh, right-hand man. Not terribly effective in combat, turns out, especially when he's scared. Uh, so you continued your combat against Elden White, and not one but two uh, Eladrin opponents. Chai, who is still, I think, still spent the entirety of the encounter in spider form, had immobilized one Eladrin at the front door of the tavern, and that Eladrin later got loose and ran away. Uh, a pesky dwarf kept fighting on stubbornly. Thaddeus stood resolute between Bryce and this uh no sorry not Bryce Eldon and this annoying dwarf uh and took took a bit of a beating and he's 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 seen better days he's in kind of rough shape at this point at the other end of the bar towards the exit into the back alley Gutterbird was trying to fend off another Eladrin and used the god's eye or one of the two pieces of god's eye that you have as a as a focus deliberately triggered a reaction uh to try to tip the balance of the encounter and he sort of did it caused him to regurgitate uh actually no regurgitates maybe the wrong word because that would imply that he first ate it but he, it caused him to... Yeah, I was going to say, he didn't... <laughs> it caused me to expel. It caused expel. me to gurgitate. <laughs> Just to gurgitate, yeah. <laughs> Just a simple gurge. Yeah. Binge and gurge. <laughs> <laughs> he gurged a spiny devil. <laughs> Thankfully, the spikes were facing the correct direction. During that, during that whole encounter, uh, the Aladdin were beckoning Gutterbird to rejoin them. And he, he realized that they did not mean in a very spatial sense in terms of somewhere immediately <laughs> in the tavern, but that they... 
they seem to have some kind of history with him. Uh, and that they said that he belongs in the Feywild with them, which, uh, of which he has no memory. Um, and I don't know, I don't know how much Gutterbird has, uh, articulated about things he does and does not remember about his own life. I think, I think he may have made an offhand comment in one of the earlier episodes about, um, as a result of his pact, he doesn't remember certain things. The encounter ended, uh, when there was almost, almost a bit of a standstill. There was a pause because, uh, Gutterbird called out for there to be a, a temporary ceasefire so that there could be some clarification of things that were said. And when the sound of running town guard or soldiers uh, became something of a concern, the Eladrin uh, vanished, which leaves the three of you in the Lost Gold Tavern with an angry dwarf, uh, a, a petrified Elden White, and yourselves and and having really just popped off a whole lot of magic in a place that kind of kind of poo-poos that uh so your situation technically, is i was gonna say technically they popped off magic and we responded let's i just want to make that very clear <laughs> i mean we did some magic i'm not denying that but they started this shit so we'll begin with the three of you in the tavern Hearing the, I would say, rather unmistakable sound of approaching law enforcement, the choice you're now faced with is, uh, do you stay around or you, do you try to um, evade consequences? So that is where we will start. Well, immediately, I want to drop Spider. And I think I ended basically sitting on top of, like, as a human shield, on top of Gutterbird. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I was, I was spider-hugging him. So I, I want to drop spider form, because I'm hearing this coming. I want to basically, like, put my hands on either side of his head and, like, like hold his face. And so he, like, can stop focusing on the Eladrin, basically, whatever he just saw. And, like, look him dead in the eye. I'm like, I'm not telling you to not seek out your past but I am saying, don't follow them. We can get you there as well. And then I'm going to grab the satchel back from him that had the god's eye in it. I'm going to take that back. And I'll say, I was like, I'll flat out say, I was like, I think we're shit's about to go down and I have a better chance of not getting searched with this diplomatic pass. <laughs> so I'm going to take it back and kind of hide it under my robes. Uh, because I don't think anyone in the in the bar has seen it, has technically seen it yet, and we have at least some witnesses that show that they started this. So I'm going to go on that mentality, because I don't think we can get away. But that's just me. I will I will say, basically, like, relay this super fast, and then I'll look up to Thaddeus and see what, because like, we still have Elden and the dwarf, like, locked. So at least we have witnesses showing that they started this, and that Elden, Elden specifically started this. The dwarf is going to do whatever he can to fuck us over, because we've got the god's eye and he wants it. He doesn't know that we actually have it. Elden said we have it. Yeah. That's good enough for him. <laughs> yeah, but like I think there are enough people in this bar that, we've, like, that have seen this happen that know that they are the ones that started this shit. That's all I'm saying. There's no one else in the bar. Everybody else left. No, there were the other dwarves. Yeah, there yeah. were other bartenders. Yeah, but they've all left now. 
They're not here for the current arresting, is what I'm getting at. And Eldon's probably going to try and weasel his way out of it. So, Matt to party. We either run or we kill these people and get locked up for that. (laughs) I don't think that that's the option I'd like to take. I would like, I have no problem killing Eldon. You can go right ahead on that. I would like to not kill anybody else. Didn't want to either. Um, But those are, those are what I think the options are. Oh shit. It's the fuzz. (laughs) What are we doing? So how, what are the sound? Like, can we tell how long we have? Like based on like footsteps and shit like that? Um, I would say that based on the, the sounds of the shouting and, uh, you know, things that you can easily hear from the streets, uh, you've probably got like less than like maybe a minute. So about 10, 10 rounds essentially, which seems like a lot in terms of combat wise, but like, uh, yeah. Not a lot to get yeah. away. <laughs> I mean, you can just sort of, if you wanted to summarize like what you wanted to accomplish in one minute, we can we can approach it that way. I have I have a question that's like a pause in this moment. Um, would Chai know from her previous dealings with God's Eye slash facilitating that kind of like management interplanarly? Interplanarly? Sure, why not? Um, would, she, would she know how to destroy... God's eye. That's a very interesting question. question. Would be more is she capable at level four? Because <laughs> like um because basically if like for Chai the choice is if we get arrested we're gonna be searched and like like they're gonna find this and I don't want like the idea for Chai for this getting in the wrong hands I'm not putting in it in my butt. Matt keeps gesturing. <laughs> I'm not hiding God's eye. It's a staple of the podcast. You gotta... I'm not not butt-chugging some God's eye. Sorry, Candace. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know. How big are they? Maybe I can. (laughs) But either way, like, that's what I'm trying to assess. Like, I'd rather destroy this than it get into the wrong hands is kind of where Chai is at. So I'm just curious. Could you you give me either an Arcana or a History check? She's looking at monitor three of all of the books and papers she has open for her character. I built a very, unfortunately, book-heavy character. A 17 for Arcana. Sorry, I should specify. Okay, so Chai is pretty confident that destroying this, uh, these items, is not something that she is, um, that she possesses the know-how to do. And in terms of just sort of a general knowledge it's it's almost like uh unthinkable to uh to do that when it's such a even for a ladrin they're considered very very valuable um so it's i don't know if she knows whether there is information on on how it's done uh but she knows that she doesn't know how to do it herself do you think we could get away with like Spider-Manning it to the corner ceiling. Did you already drop out of spider form? I did drop out of spider. Ah. I have other spells that could possibly get you guys out. I think we book it. 
I, I just have a fear that I'm like, I am super recognizable. You guys much less so, but like, I literally have to go meet the Lord tomorrow. If, okay, if I'll put it to majority. If you guys say run, we'll run. Let's do it. If that's what, Gutterbird, what do you think? I think that I'm still probably pretty stunned from my interaction with the Eladrin and could be very influenceable, which is a complete non-answer. But I'm going to say <laughs> if Thaddeus is like, gonna pull me along i am i feel like i would be agreeable to to running as well because i i have dealt with with a lot at the moment i'm I'm dealing with a lot if that's the case we're gonna book it tim i am surrounded by that dwarf and elden i have to take the disengage action are we, are we out of combat or are we still like, are they still attacking us? Oh, Elden's still being Elden, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and the dwarf still wants, like, he's no, he hasn't been charmed for a while. He still wants us. So we've got, I've got to go. <laughs> Going to use the disengage action, grab my uh, warning star off the ground and my greatsword out of the ceiling timber that I keep swinging it into. Because I think I rolled like four one, like not not four ones. That's more of a Kevin move. Yeah. Um, but I rolled like two natural ones when attacking that dwarf last time. So I grab my I grab my gear. I kind of spin it in a circle so that I can deflect as much as possible as I spin out of combat range and start running towards the gang. I really want to kill Elden, though. You want to kill Elden? <laughs> I, I really want to kill Elden, but. We don't have time to kill Elden and get out of here. I know. Okay, so we're just doing shit? Like, I don't have to wait for a turn or anything like that? Like I said, yeah, you got like a minute before you think that these soldiers will arrive. So you can do do whatever you feel is appropriate in that time. Um, You know, the, the more stuff you do in the tavern, the greater the chances it would be that you might get spotted on the way out. Okay, so immediately what I'm going to do, I'm immediately going to cast Pass Without a Trace on myself, Gutterbird, and uh, Thad Diaz. I don't know why I was, I was just <laughs> going to call you Thad, trace? and then it felt it felt really douchey. Yes, as a druid, I have Pass Without a Trace. Damn it. That's yes. handy. I, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to look at Gutterbird knowing that I've done this because I don't know if he quite is getting it because I'm getting the sense that he's confused. I'm like, I'm like, GB, I know you've got a lot of questions and based on what that fucking bitch said, I might actually have some answers for you that I can help you with. But right now we got to move and we got to do it stealthy. Like, are you with me? I'm with you. Side note, I feel like this is such a hyper-specific reference, but in Jurassic Park, when they slam the Velociraptor in the freezer, if you remember the scene where Timmy's trying to catch his breath, holding onto the side of the counter, and Lex grabs him on the way by because they still have to leave because there's another raptor. There's another raptor, yeah. That's, I'm Timmy. <laughs> I, I'm Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for it, let's do this. I'm Lexi too as well? I don't know. Anyway. I, I figured I'd be able to lift him a bit faster. You raise me. I'm all the raptors. <laughs> well, we can't, we can't live that much. Um, okay, so I think we go. Everybody's got a party. Do, do we go back alley? If we're going to stealth, do we book it out the back? Okay. I, oh, fuck. It pisses me off that we're not going to 
get to kill Elden. God damn it. Okay, let's uh, let's go. Pass the trace. Let's stealthy do this shit. Uh, I'm st- yeah. Okay, I'm so skeptical. Then let's go. Uh, everybody, roll a stealth check on your d20, please and thank you. You get a plus ten to whatever you roll, Kev. <laughs> Twenty-eight. Twenty-six. Now. Oh, no. Being in chainmail. Daddy's no. I have disadvantage. Oh, no. So my natural 20 doesn't count. My four, however. Fuck. Does. But that's still not bad. Yeah, it's a 13. That isn't too Oh, you get a... (laughs) I have a negative one to dex, and I get the plus 10, so it's a 13. Fuck me. I mean, I am bleeding everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, that's another thing I was going to try and deal with as we were not immediately in the in the fray. I can do okay on that. I can do okay on that. Okay. So I think we're going to duck out the back alley. Uh, what is the alley situation? Is it double-sided? Can we climb something? What is... Okay, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get to the description of the alley just uh, in a moment. Um, as, you, as you make haste towards the back of the tavern, Eldon, who is still transfixed, frozen in place from the fear effect that Thaddeus put on him. And sorry, what, what what's that effect called again, Matt? Uh, that is my channel divinity. It is abjure enemy. That's a potent, potent little ability. So as you, as you exit through the, I don't want to say door because the door is burned off. So as you just exit through the alley, you hear Eldon shout at you, we'll meet again. Even if you kill me, we'll meet again. The master will restart it all. Oh. Oh, no. Chai, like, Chai pauses briefly and literally does that, being like, oh, fuck. Like, as he says it, because she's, th- she's starting to think she might know how this all happened. Thaddeus thinks about taking up ice sculpting. Ooh, hey. intriguing. Whimsical. Groundhog Day reference. <laughs> yep, I figured that much. Okay. I have a feeling that this is almost Mission Impossible level of occurrence we're about to have. Uh, the alley is not a, a straight, like, through and through. Um, some of the buildings here are, uh, you know, haphazardly constructed over time, so it's a bit of a, you know, a, a jagged throughway. Uh, so you don't have straight line of sight from one side to the next. Uh, if you go out the, as you're out the door, to your left is is the 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 main street that's like in front ish of the tavern, uh, which is a, a big street. And moments ago it was filled with revelers and townsfolk and, and merchants and everything like that who are sort of now in a bit of disarray because of everything that's happened. To your right, the alley continues for about 30 feet, and then there is a sharp right turn, and you would think that if you go that way, you might take a few quick turns, you know, as you navigate sort of the, like I said, the haphazard construction of some of these buildings, but you would presumably make it through to a, a street that you know is is roughly parallel to the one to your left now you can also uh, the the alleyway is about 10 feet wide at best there are 
places where there's, you know, crates that are stacked, um, many are sort of, uh, they look half broken. Some of them look like they might hold, uh, be filled with trash. There is, there's refuse strewn all about the, um, all about the cobblestone street at, uh, at your feet and throughout the alley. So it wouldn't be difficult to obscure yourselves. And the the roof of either the inn or the next building immediately in front of you is like two stories, and you know they're they're roughly constructed out of stone and logs. So you could attempt to climb, you could attempt to make your way through the alley uh, either way, or you could uh, you know make a perception check to see what else you think um, is not immediately apparent to you. I would like to do a perception check. 23. Uh, maybe thanks to your dark vision, but uh, you notice that sort of in between two haphazard stacks of... I'm using that word a lot, but I like it. It's, it's a fun. good word. Haphazard. Haphazard. In between two rickety stacks of crates, uh, there is there is a, uh, a door on the building immediately in front of you that you... That you immediately overlooked uh it just kind of blended in with these stacks of crates it's not obvious whether it's locked or barred somehow but that is something that you that you see i th- i think that that is probably our best option yes. right now i say we go get that point- handle yeah jiggle. i'll point it out immediately uh while they do this uh thaddeus is going to turn back is their line of sight to elden from outside like elden or the dwarf like, can they see us through the door out the back? I'm assuming, oh, no, we blew up the door. Yeah. I was like, we could just close the door. No, I'm pretty sure a, a spine double blew that shit up. Uh, the Eladrin set it on fire, the and then um, Gutterbird blasted it to, to splinters with a very nice Eldritch Blast. Mm. Uh, so it's, under normal circumstances, uh, just standing where you are, there might be approximate line of sight. But th- there is still smoke and, like, some flames uh, from the door being set on fire. They, they can kind of see us and have a general idea, or...? Uh, Eldon saw you run out the back. I don't know if they can see which way that you go, but he knew that you ran out the back. The dwarf was distracted by the sound of the, the oncoming guards, so he looked away to try to get a better sense of what was happening. Okay. And, and in that moment, you... You spun away and disengaged. So what Thaddeus is going to do is he's going to go to some, like, bigger chunks of the refuse that is, uh, and detritus that is... Whoa! Sorry, I'm away. I'm at this exact moment. I, my whole life, I've never figured out how to do it, and I'm Googling how to pronounce detritus. (laughs) (laughs) Were you actually? Yeah, it's up on my screen. That's hilarious. Because I, I wanted to use it in a sentence and sound <laughs> sound sound very uh, intelligent and worth listening to. And here we are. So as they're going to start to check that door, I'm going to move to some bigger bags of trash and stuff away from that doorway. And because I can only assume that I am bleeding rather uh, moderately at four out of thirty five hit points. It's- I'm gonna. Wound. I'm actually gonna try and get some of that blood onto these bags, and I'm gonna slap a couple of them around with my warning star. 
oh, so it to looks make like you it ran look a like it disturbed oh. and try and obfuscate the path, one might say. And once that's done, I'm going to come back to them. But as I do, I'm going to pump 15 HP of my lay on hands into myself to put me up to 19. Stop the bleeding. I like it. I like it a lot. I imagine that looking like, like if you remember when you're when you were a kid and you were pretending to, like you turn your back to somebody and put your arms around and it looked like you were making out with somebody. I was I was gonna go for more the like yes you like it's a it's a scalpel and it looks more like surgery. I was gonna be like more like when you like put the thermometer in like some like warm tea so you're like oh mom I'm really sick I gotta stay home today like that kind of style. What? Like, you're trying to, like, I don't know. You're just trying to, like, lie about how you're doing. So he's trying to, like, bleed everywhere. But he's like, I'm totally fine. Oh, sorry, no, I'm talking about the lay on hands to himself. Oh, yes, yeah. that. Just like, mmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's actually kind of like one of those really, when really... About it's, you, I touch myself. It's more like Mulan taking the makeup off, except it's bruises and blood. <laughs> <laughs> that works, too. It's just one magic dry erase. <laughs> yeah, sweet. All right, nailed it. I think also, I'm going to try and time us opening this door to like make sure like there's no one walking by the alley and like I'm gonna like I'm gonna stealthy open the door and like tuck inside. Uh, can oh sorry, sorry, who's opening the door? Uh, I guess me. Sure isn't Thaddeus. <laughs> yeah, sure isn't Thaddeus. If he was doing that, I'll probably take the lead because I'm the one that okay. saw it, right? Can you roll a d20? Just. Just flat. It turns into a portal to hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus yep. Christ. <laughs> 19. Ah, Elysium. <laughs> okay, so you open up this door, and it is uh, it is clearly a shop of some variety, and you can see, well, first off, uh, you find it very lucky that, uh, that the door is completely unlocked. Praise Taco uh, Man. It's, 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 a solid, it's a solid oak door. It, it opens quietly, and you peer inside, and there are drafting tables and scrolls of, of parchment hanging up and uh, workbenches with like various measuring tools and uh, small sculptures of buildings, and uh, like a stacks, uh, stacks and stacks of uh, building materials. Uh, so you enter the one room, and it's it's like this, like I said, this this open drafting room that has you know th- there's big pieces of parchment plastered on the wall. I shouldn't say plastered, but like hung up. Um, Work. Uh, there's a work table in the middle. There's a drafting tables on either side. There's a secondary, like a doorway to your right. Through there, you can see um, building materials. So this appears to be some kind of um, mason's workshop. And it appears to, like, you'd think that somebody does reside here, probably above you. So uh, how, do you, how do you proceed? I, oh God, I want to obviously be very quiet. Um... I also want to lock the door behind us. Is what it, what is the door situation on this place? Like, can we get out the other side? You mean the like, door that you mm-hmm. just came through? No, the other anything but the door we came through. 
Is there a cellar that we could hide in? Is there a door to another alley? Like, I'm just trying to assess exit points and possible hidey, hidey holes. Also, does this building open out the main entrance onto the same street that the guards are coming down? You would think just by the general layout that, yes, there there would be a door. You don't know how conspicuous it is. It's it's not as though this shop ha- like has a big bay window to that anyone can just peer into. Um, but you would think that the, the door faces out the same way as the taverns. Uh, in terms of getting a sense of any hiding spots, uh, if you can give me another perception check, and uh, anyone else is also welcome to make a perception check. Thad is not going to make one, because apparently he's called Thad now. It felt wrong when I said it, if that makes you feel better. I just want it to be a passing Thad, that's all. Uh, uh, 15... <laughs> On the perception, if someone else uh, <laughs> wants to be perceptive with me. Yeah, I've got uh, 13. Thad? Thaddeus has too much going on. Thad's, Thad's busy. He's, he Thad. is literally suturing his arm shut with magic. That's true. He's got some shit going on. <laughs> now, I'll I'll ask um, for the humans. Uh, are you guys keeping, keeping it sans light source? I would suggest that. I haven't I, done anything. So yes, I think we are without a light source, and I am the dark vision. Okay, can you, um, while you're while you're locking this door, can you make uh, Sarah another uh, stealth check? Twenty-three. You find a drop bar for the door. Um, it looks like it was just out of its. Uh, brace, which is, uh, you know, maybe the uh, occupant thought that they locked it, uh, or thought that they put it in place. It was just just out far enough that uh, it wasn't doing its job. So you just effortlessly slide it uh, in there, and uh, the door is secured. And as you're looking about, you can see in the what I'll call the supply room um, is a. Uh, uh, the the rough outlines uh, in something in the the floorboards that show that there's a, like a small square section that's sort of cut away differently. I think I'll turn to everybody else and like, do we want to keep moving or do we want to hide and wait for things to calm down for like an hour or two? Maybe a sh- short rest, heal up in the in the cellar. The thing I would suggest is I don't know that that's a cellar, right? It could be anything. Yeah, it's can, just I, a, a can, way I, down. can I? Can I? Can I? Can I peek? Can I investigate to make sure there's no traps or booby traps or creaking hinges? <laughs> yeah, make a perception check. 16? Okay, so as you get, uh, as you walk towards this room, uh, you can tell that the the construction of the floor, while sturdy, is old, and there's a, the floorboards begin to creak as soon as you get closer to this uh, supply room and you would think that based on the visible wear and age of the floor that the uh, whatever's underneath this uh, you'd be taking a risk by uh, by proceeding further into the room and by opening up this door it's likely to create some noise okay and what was the door situation there was the like an exit to uh, something that might be the main road correct and that was the only other way uh, yeah, that's right. And there's 
Um, sorry, you would also have noticed a, a narrow stairwell going up. You would assume that is where, uh, the, you know, the living quarters of whoever runs this shop. Does the shop seem opulent? Does this guy look like he's a bad person and makes shady business building deals? Should we kill him? No. Um. <laughs> I think we should just wait by this door and hear what's going on. We should go down. Go down where there's noise? No, like, we should go to that and go down. Because once we get past it, like, there'll be a bit of noise. But there's the, like, the guard are going to be tracing okay. by. All right, let's uh, let's go to this cellar trapdoor situation uh, as quietly as possible. I will let it, I may, will maybe uh, pre-go with my dark vision, like, ahead of, like, I will lead the path so that we're minimizing, like, this is, the, like, the least creaky way. Uh, if I can see, like, the what looks like the most stable board to get there. I'm grasping, but we're gonna try. <laughs> and then I think we're gonna see what's under, chaos, under, chaos, I know. Chaos. I was try- I was really hoping there was, like, a sewer grate somewhere and we could just hop down. But anyway, okay, that's the plan. We're gonna go to this basement thing. Alright, could I get one more stealth check from everybody? All right. Plus 10, everybody, remember. Better than a four. Come on. 25. It wasn't. 29. One less than last time. Oh, for Twelve. God's sake. <laughs> I'm really glad I did pass without a trace, because that would have just been a two otherwise. Sure would. <laughs> Chain mail. Chaos. God damn it. <laughs> clang, 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 clang. <laughs> Let's escape, he says. Let's be quiet and stealthy, he says. I never said quiet and stealthy. <laughs> I went for misdirection. <laughs> you you make it into this room. Uh, a floorboard creaks and pops audibly, and you can hear rustling from upstairs as, uh, as feet that were nice and cozy under some blankets land on the floor, and somebody's muttering to themselves as they... As you can hear footsteps above you now. Yeah, we're going down. Going down. <laughs> okay, so you're just popping open this door and you're all scurrying inside? Yeah. So, Sarah, you, you throw open this door. There's an audible creak. There's a narrow ladder going down uh, about t- 10 feet at most. It looks like a sort of a, like a not a very tall room and you know your companions don't have a light source so I'm going to need them to make um, let's go with I want to say acrobatics maybe I have a question yeah I know where the opening is with it being about 10 feet high according to Chai can I hold onto the edge and lower myself down like it's a pool using strength and not dexterity and then just let go oh yeah uh absolutely you can yes yes <laughs> all right so uh i think that that and your that and your uh very clever misdirection is going to earn you some inspiration yes well done good sir next question uh can is it an athletics check or just straight strength to lower yourself down, I, I don't think you have to roll for that. I mean, I mean, it's it's basically 
it's basically dropping. Like if you're trying to pull yourself up with all your gear, then then I might think it would be a check. But uh, well, and yeah. that's that's why I was wondering if there is a check because I am trying to do it quietly, right? So it's more of a maintained lowering as opposed to just a drop. Yeah, I'm just kind of going with your last stealth roll. Hey, um, appreciate it. Kevin, why don't you give me a quick uh, acrobatics check? Because you're you're sort of fumbling in the dark here, trying to make your way down this ladder that you can't really see. Can I... Do ac- actually acrobatics or perception, whichever you pick. Can I help him by, like, telling him where the ladder is? Can I, like, like put his hands onto the ladder so at least he, like, sees that? Can I help him? Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, make that roll with advantage, Kevin. Uh, so I've got a 18 and then plus my two for acrobatics. So uh, an unnatural 20. Okay, okay. I like it. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, you steadily make your way down this ladder in the almost pitch black uh, without without making more noise. Uh, Chai shutters the the trapdoor above you and you are in this small room uh you can't really see too much i'll I'll describe it for chai and she can sort of relay it to you uh this looks like a additional storage of like various tools and there's there's one wall that has all these measuring tools and drawing tools things like that some are old antique looking and then there's another wall that is sort of these stacks shelves of of various rolled up old pieces of parchment Uh, you would assume maybe diagrams sketches similar to what you saw above are you are you still refraining from having any sort of light source Yes, I was just gonna say. So I think no lights yet. I can. So I can hear like footsteps. Like someone has come downstairs. Now that we're down here, give me a. Uh, everybody can make one more perception check, uh, and to, just to see what you can see and or hear. Twenty three. My dice is rolling really hot, and I'm I'm yeah. equally terrified and thankful. I'm like I'm doing well, but I'm like the moment I don't, it's gonna be bad. It's a little hot. A little hot dice situation. Uh, I got twelve. 16? Okay, okay, okay. Chai focuses more on the sound, and you can hear very faint uh, footsteps. Uh, It's hard for you to tell if that's on the top floor or if now they're above you, but you can sort of hear them sort of tentatively padding around. And Thaddeus, as he's sort of looking around, your eyes eventually adjusting to the very overwhelming darkness... Uh, you see the glint of a glass oil lamp uh, on one of the shelves. I th- and I don't. The guy did not come downstairs. Like I don't hear creaking like directly above us. Um, no, you you don't think it's right above you at this point. Okay. I think I'll give it like a couple of minutes and just see, like, make sure that no one immediate, like, no guards are gonna bust in this door and no like homeowner's gonna come back downstairs to give it like a, a, a pause and then I think I'll grab the light and just like turn it on on the very dimmest setting that this thing will go. Okay. Uh, the the dim light is still bright enough um, for everybody to see everything that I just described uh, to Sarah. And with that um, 
with that extra light, could I get one last uh, perception check from everyone? That was a nat 20. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you, Dispel Dice. It is a... Sorry, it's a 25, but it was a nat 20. To counter that... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I have slipped back into my uh, nat 1 area. And I got an 11. So <laughs> about average, really, <laughs> if you do the math. This room immediately appears to be maybe, like at most, 30 feet long, and it's like 20 feet wide, uh, although it seems narrower because of the various shelves and uh, cabinets along each wall. And Chai, you notice there's something weird about this far wall that has this case of parchment paper on it. Uh, something something about it seems weird to you, like the where this wall is compared to how big the upstairs is. You'd think it would be weird for there to be a wall right here. I would very much so like to investigate that. Okay, uh, well, just sort of still going with that very high uh, perception check that you got. You can see that there, uh, that there is a, a trap on, uh, on this wall. Uh, it looks like the the floor is is mostly stone, although there is like a, a an old dusty, uh, carpet or a mat in front of the, uh, in front of the shelf, and you think that there's some kind of trapping mechanism that's pressure activated. I would like to I. If I can, just fully avoid it. Um, but if I have to, I will try and disarm it. Yeah, I won't make you roll to disarm because you've you've seen it. It's very apparent to you, and uh, and you're able to uh, very skillfully avoid it. And you can sort of swing the swing the shelf forward. It kind of hinges like a door. It goes. It's it's high enough up that it doesn't drag along the floor and trigger the trap itself. Uh, but there is like a, a small little alcove behind it, uh, and there are um, additional uh, rolls of parchment, and there's also a a small chest. I will obviously tell them, do not step on that trap thing. Uh, are you going to proceed inside, or...? I would like to in- make sure I'm not going to set off any other traps, but I would like to proceed inside. And look at all of all of these plans. These seem like the most interesting plans. And the chest of treasures. Okay, so you take a, a minute or two to um, look through the scrolls of, of parchment, uh, and they again resemble, you know, they're they're more building uh, specs, uh, architectural drawings. And these ones, you know, while they closely resemble what was uh, done above, uh, there's there's a lot of notes uh, sort of in the in the margins that indicate that that there were like things like hidden hidden rooms and traps built into these. That's that's sort of the sense that you get after looking at each at each one is that there were sort of these surreptitious additions to these buildings. Uh, some had. Some had secret rooms and passageways. Uh, others had uh, traps, and others were built deliberately weak in, in certain ways. So I want to see 
if any of the plans that I've seen above or in this room refer like are for the castle keep, the jail, anything any building I think we might go into administratively, I want to make sure that we I vividly memorize those plans and any secret passages. While while Chai's looking through these uh, scrolls of parchment, what are Gutterbird and Thaddeus doing? I think I'd like to be doing my best to kind of keep an eye on what, you know, what, if anything, is going on above us and paying attention to kind of being a bit of a lookout if anybody's trying to make their way down to still investigate um, the noise. I, I'm not sure if we... Was that was that resolved? I mean, I think as long as we're down here, we are on edge. So yeah, okay. I think it's a good. I think it's a good plan. Yeah, great. Okay, so then yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna see if I can you know try and put an ear to the to the entrance or to through the um, our way in to the to the room we're currently hiding out in. Chai spends a good few minutes um, looking at uh, at these scrolls of parchment with great interest, and you can still hear like some sort of walking around. It doesn't seem to be like. Uh, you don't think of yourselves to be in immediate danger of being found out, uh, but after about a mi- like after like two minutes, uh, there is a, a you hear like a jostling at the door that you three came in, and then a knocking. I'm gonna immediately turn off the light. But can, can we tell if it's more than one person? Can we get a sense of what's what's going on on the other side of of the door without drawing any any unwanted attention to ourselves? Uh, if you're if you're sort of pausing to to gather more intel, a moment later, like you hear the soft padding of doors, uh, the soft padding of feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not somebody who's wearing doors for shoes. I promise you that. I mean, that would be entertaining. You you hear the feet go, you know, across the floor above you. Uh, the the door opens and you hear the voice of, um, you know, gruff um, gruff men who are asking if. You know, they say, sorry to disturb you. We're looking for any unusual characters who may have come this way. Or if you've seen anything. Uh, and then you hear a soft uh, female voice reply indistinctly that uh, that she hasn't seen anything. And the, uh, the soldiers ask if they can... Uh, they don't so much ask politely as they declare that they must enter and search the area. With this time frame, what time of day is it? It is late at night. I So I also was going to say, I was going to suggest when I heard the, the knock, turn out the light, I was going to get everybody inside the secret room. And if I could, basically close that door. Like, wait till the last second. Like, I was going to, like, leave it open for a second. Like, the book, like pull the bookshelf door, basically. So I was going to, like keep a listen and then as soon as it said as soon as I could tell they were going to come in and look around I was going to close that door so it so it seemed like nothing had gone on okay um I'll need I'll need another stealth check from everybody please and thanks hey how long does pass without a trace last like it's like 10 minutes right one hour hour. holy shit and it's concentration but it's still up because I haven't done anything other than this hmm yeah, concentration up to one hour. Yeah, 20. Sorry, that's a lot, 23. Do we add, when we have the um, Pass Without Trace adding 10 to our rolls, does that also include our 
um, stealth modifier, or does that kind of supersede? It counts both. Both. Okay, uh, then I have a 20. Thaddeus, what are you, you going to do to us? I'm still trying to decide if I use my inspiration to make it a flat roll, or if I just go with the disadvantage and bank on that plus 10 being good enough. <sighs> you do you, boo-boo. <gasps> that one's cocked. That, <sighs> just take it. It was so good. Same number. Literally the same number. 20. Unnatural. No, he got he got above 10 on both, so he's good. Unnatural 20. So all, all of us are over 20 with our rolls. You all make it into this secret room with, with hardly a sound. You close the door behind you and you wait in this very, like, absolute darkness. And you can hear... Uh, heavy footsteps above you and murmured voices which are very indistinct and uh, indecipherable from uh, from your new hiding spot. Uh, you do eventually hear the uh, the door open uh, to the to the cellar. A number of well, you hear I'll just say you hear two two armored figures descend the ladder uh, followed by you presume the the uh, resident and uh, let me roll something somewhere inside the secret room a record scratch happens <laughs> you hear one of the one of the voices say were you down here recently uh, the uh, a female voice replies no and he asks why is the lantern warm I brought and, the lantern. Uh, There's no way I left the lantern you out there. I took it in with you. I 100% would have taken it in with us. All right. Well, yeah, you, you were reading <laughs> them that. inside here, weren't you? What? You were reading everything that was inside. Yeah, like here. I would have brought the lantern in to look at these. So, like, nay, nay. <laughs> oh, I didn't think that you. I didn't think that you needed the lantern to to read it. I thought it would have been for the benefit. But you know what? I'm not. I'm not arguing on that point. Uh, the lantern's inside with you. So none of that conversation happens, but you do hear <laughs> one voice say, you know, hey, why don't you why don't you check upstairs again? I'm gonna look around here a little bit more with with our our kind host. And you hear one one person exit, and then you hear quite clearly, so you work for Garrix. I know you do, you may as well not deny it. He pays you off. Where do you keep all your gold? And you hear sort of this meek, frightened stammering about, uh, you know, just please leave me alone. I don't want any trouble. There's no one here. And then you hear some some jostling. The sound of threatening posturing or violence. You don't know if someone's been struck. And you hear this angry voice like, tell me where where you keep all the gold he pays you off. I know you're in his pocket. Do we know that name? Um, give me a history check. All, sorry, who? Anyone? All of us? Fifteen. Anybody. Seventeen for me. Fourteen for me. It sounds familiar, but I don't know where I know it from. Uh, so Garrix is the name of a, um, a well-known businessman at Stonegate uh, with there's sort of like this open rumor that he's also you know in, involved in many criminal enterprises the threatening continues and 
and you hear the unmistakable sound of a blade being drawn and the voice again reiterates the threat that she immediately tell like see where the gold is uh and uh i'll i'll pause here to see if you guys want to react if not then i'll just i really want to (sighs) but it's the right thing to do to put to put you into my headspace listeners and those who (laughs) haven't played as many video games as me well first of all don't like a bully in general but there's nothing better to get you out of town and to somewhere you than need a to secret be, enterprise. Then a criminal underworld. Okay, like. <laughs> so I had a plan. I'm glad you feel the same. So I have another plan. So I hear this. I think I want to catch eyes with Thaddeus. Like, like we're. Cl- I'm assuming we're huddled. Like, I know the light is off, but like we're close enough that like we're we can see into each other's eyes. Like, I'm assuming we're. Tight. These eyes. I, I was assuming that you were doing your best not to be kissing each other right now. I mean, it's really difficult. Um, Gutterwood's poking me with his crossbow. Okay, so <laughs> I'd have to drop Pass Without a Trace, but I would really like, because I had the door, the door, the Jesus Christ, the door slightly ajar, I'd really like to cast Fog Cloud. But I don't know. I'm going to like look at the guys and... <sighs> Thaddeus starts hand gesturing. And he like met motions to the idea of open the door slightly so they come check it. And then Thaddeus can bring him in and just start hammering. Okay, so let's do that. Maybe, maybe we... You know what? Secondary plan. I'm going to druid craft a sound. A creaking sound. Which I'm allowed to do. Of the door, like of the bookshelf, and like m- like move it just slightly, so that he comes in. <laughs> I'm just imagining him opening the door, and then he like sees the three of you, and you're just like uh, occupied. Yeah, it's like busy. <laughs> God. So I'm gonna because Gutterbird's close enough. I'm gonna elbow him and kind of motion to bring out his dagger and be ready to just impale the guy when he comes and checks the door. I mean, we're killing the guard now. Yes. I mean, in for a penny, in for a pound. Might as well. Carry on. Okay. Time to get this party started. Okay, so you drew craft. You drew craft. Uh, the creaking sound. Yeah. And you hear the you hear the soldier laugh, and he's like, ha, "I don't even need you to answer." And uh, and sorry. Uh, so what's what's everyone else doing, um, Kevin? What what are you what are you preparing right now? What's what's yeah? We got to prepare an action. Like I want all of us thinking. to be ready to go on this. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'm going to... Quiet, a quiet thing, because he's got guard friends upstairs. So I'm okay. going to, like, hold my finger to my mouth and be like... A sh- uh, like, I'll be like, finger to mouth, but, like, other hand is going to sh- motion, like, a stabby action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I think I will un- unsheath my, um, my dagger and just get a really nice grip on it and then back up um, against the, <clears throat> the frame, the door frame with my back to the wall. Um, and I want to hold it so it's it's a good kind of, um, you know, not not so... Or basically, I want to hold the knife upside down is what I'm saying, so that the my downward motion is what's going to do the impaling as opposed to trying to stab forward. I just... Again, I'm, my mind's going all sorts of weird places. Like, I thought with Chai doing, like, the stabbing motion, you, like, open the door and, like, all right, I'll, give me out that dick. I'll start jerking it off. <laughs> 
I mean, that was my backup option, but whatever. And uh, and what's Thaddeus doing? She's got both hands on the greatsword, ready to impale this guy when he comes in. And I, th- I think I'm just holding my action for my scimitar. I'm trying to make this silent. So, like, all of us are just going to fucking blade stab this guy when he comes in the door. You see... A leather-gloved hand reach around the door and begin to pull, and you you see for a split second before you jump into action the surprised face of a of a of an armored soldier. So, uh, what's everybody going to do? We'll start with whoever was closest to the door. Was it Gutterbird? Yeah, I feel like I was right up against it. Yeah, you were at the lookout, so you'd probably be first. Yeah, I think what I'd like to do is, um, you know, take advantage of that that second of um, surprise and maybe grab this, um, you know, with my free hand, grab this soldier by by the armor and pull him into the room and click the door closed behind. Okay. Um, make, a, uh, make an attack roll with your d20. So, I mean, just to be clear, if, if you're, like, you can you can try to stab him, but if you're wanting to essentially, like, grapple him um then this is like a like a separate type of type of action okay yeah i feel like i just want to quickly and quietly get him in so he's sort of surrounded by us i think all of us are kind of going for that quick stabby attack like he'll pull but we're all stabby stabby okay uh so yeah make make an attack roll uh with advantage because he's totally unexpecting this 18 that's pretty okay. solid. And sorry, just to, you are you are doing you are doing a a surprise stab on this guy, yeah? Is yeah, yeah. Happening? Let's let's get him a little. Let's get started. You stab him uh, quite like with with no hesitation. You easily get your your blade past his armor. And I'm just looking at what the damage uh, on a dagger is. I think it's a d6. Uh, four, d4. So I rolled a four plus, on my. Oh, d4. all right then. Ooh. Plus three? His would be plus two. Plus two. So six damage. But it's a plus one, though, to the damage as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Right? So yeah, it, so it was a plus three. Thank you. Okay. Okay, seven damage. Oh, the, you you just bury the dagger. Uh, where exactly are you stabbing him? Like shoulder, face, eyeball, ear canal? Uh, let's see. Um, let me act this out. So I've got my... Ooh. I've got my knife. A good kidney stab would be really, really good. The throat. Oh, throat, yeah. So he can't scream. Ooh. Ear, so we can't hear. There's lots of options. I feel like he's just dead. I feel like so. I've got my my dagger in my right hand and my back to the to to the wall, and I imagine the door is going to be on my left. So I kind of grab by the armor and pull in. So I imagine he sort of stumbles forward a little bit. So I think I'm going to go. I typically am not a big fan of this. Um, because it's cowardly, but when you put yourself in a cowardly situation, or sorry, a, a very dangerous situation, you gotta do what you gotta do. So I feel like, yeah, that's going right in the middle of his back, between any pieces of armor that I can possibly get Ooh, in. Ooh, I like it. I like and it a lot. I really want to do the, um, oh no, I can't remember his name. Who played Saruman? Oh, uh, Christopher Lee? Christopher Lee. No, Christopher Lee. Yeah. yeah, that was a Lee. Yeah, I want Not to do. The I want the the Christopher Lee stab in the back, so, so there's no, you know, it's more of a gasp. It's like a, 
as opposed to like an, an outward yell, I want to silence this person. Ooh, I like it. All right. Well, I'm going to give you an extra plus one to your damage for that vivid description. He he is immediately at death's door, uh, and it's uh, it's up to someone else to to sort of Finish usher it. him through off of this mortal coil. Uh, so as I had uh, previously mentioned, Gutterbird's crossbow was poking me in the small of the back. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of. Kind of sexy-like. Um, so I, I would imagine that I'm probably the closest to him. So as he pulls the guy in, the arm is extended. And there is definitively a weak spot in the armor in the armpit. Oh, God. So I'm just going to kind of angle the greatsword so that he's falling into it and does all the work. And I push up into his heart <sighs> through the armpit with the greatsword. Good, Ooh. Good God. Make a, little, make a little guard kebab. All right, make make your attack with advantage. Wow. Oh, no. What is it? What is that it? That was amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, Chai Spice is going to have to do this because when you roll a one and a two. Oh, my God. Guys, I built this character for damage and I can't hit for shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not used to fighting in such confined quarters. Yeah. Um, the instead of instead of impaling the guard, the the great sword just kind of gets uh, stuck between the guards. Uh, you know, between the guard and the wall, uh, leaving him uninjured from that attack. However, wide open to whatever Chai is about to do. So I had a scimitar attack on deck, and I think if I'm. In my imagination, you're kind of pulling him down so you can get this thrust in that you are wanting, right? Well, I haven't pulled him at all. I've got to use two hands for the sword. Well, like, so yeah. he's been pulled in and kind of down is what I'm anticipating. So kind of what I want to do, because it's a scimitar, like, the st- stabby is not quite the correct action. So I want to, I want to assume he's kind of... I'm going to go for the weak point, which I assume, based on how he's been pulled around, would be the neck. Like, I'm assuming he's bent his neck to the side, and I'm going to cut there. Yeah, the neck is like the groin of the head, so go for it. Right? It makes sense. Okay, now I really need I really need this to not be the one roll that sucks for the day. I, re- I really need that. 19? 19, no mistake. That is a hit. Okay, let's see if I can finish this guy. (laughs) Uh, Nine points of slashing damage. Please, please, desperately, I hope so. And do you, like, how... Can you describe your attack in in some detail? (sighs) Okay, so what I would like to do... Yeah, so I think at this point... Like Gutterbird's kind of pulled him in and kind of tried to close the door. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume for the most part that that's like the door is mostly closed, if not all the way. Thaddeus has tried to do his like armpit attack, but I mean it's it's dark. I under it's understandable. He didn't quite. It happens connect. to a lot of. People. It happens to the best of us. Um, but I think with my dark vision, probably how you jostled him was kind of a way that the armor wasn't typically expected to move in combat. And he just showed, like, one aspect of his neck that, like, doesn't normally get exposed. And I think I'm literally going to, like, 
in essence, it looks like my my hands are at his neck, and it's such a clean slashing inward motion. So like my hands like meet his neck and then come across dragging the blade across. And I just, I want to make sure there's no sound. Like, that is my goal in all of this. Like, I want this to be like, he is done. Okay. Well, yeah, if there's one faux pas in battle, it's showing your neck. Not just because it's a weak spot, but also it's it's just, um, you know, just generally frowned upon. Hey, man. Uh, but that, tank, that... Protect your neck. <laughs> everyday That advice. scimitar strike is enough. To end his life. I What I want to do at that point is I'd like to crack the door back open and look at the person who was, like, just crack it. Like, I just want to, like, show that there's someone, like, that we are there to help. Like, I just want to crack it open again. If, if we've got it open, Thaddeus is just going to be, like, finger to his mouth, points up, and motions to, like, try to get the guard to leave. And if we could, like, I'm, mostly I'm trying to persuade this person that we're there to help them. Yeah, I think suggesting that, like, oh, no, you're like, your friend left, like, a couple minutes ago, like, to the other guards, I think is going to be the way to go. Mm. You open the door and you are face to face with a terrified looking uh, female gnome, uh, you know, in, in, like, a sleeping cap. And, uh, and pajamas. Uh, and she, she sees this, this slain guard uh, with blood spilling all over the floor, probably also spattered on you, and all of you have like your fingers to your mouth, and she is petrified but doesn't make a sound. And that's where I think we'll stop for today. <laughs>